Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Stellman, and welcome to What Women Must Know. Thanks for joining me for another one of these inspiring conversations. If you uh, have been listening for a while, you know that I have wonderful guests that have been willing to spend the time to share and inspire all of us. And this show really is to support you in getting what I call truthful information, to learn more, to expand our horizons so we can make truly informed decisions. And that's my definition of really being empowered. It's being able to have that curiosity so we're open to learning. There's so many amazing solutions going on for many of the issues that we're dealing with. And so it's just about staying in that curious space, keeping your mind open, uh, receiving the wonderful teachings and solutions that my guests offer every week, and then really finding your way so you can make the most informed decision possible regarding your health and well-being. And I have another fantastic conversation in store for you today. I do want to welcome people who may be listening for the very first time. I hope you'll be joining me every week because I not only have what women must know on Progressive Radio Network every Thursday at 4 p.m., but I have another program that I do every Saturday at 11 called The Love Code, which is my spiritual show, and that's all about everything to do with expanding our consciousness. And um, if you go to my Facebook page and like me over at What Women Must Know, um, then you get all of those archive shows posted there. Or you can go to my website, which is Dr. Cheryl Selman, that's D-R, CherylSelman.com, and I will send those archive shows out to you every week, uh, along with um, whatever other inspiring information I come across. So I hope you'll be joining me and become part of this growing community that's um, happening worldwide. It's just wonderful people are listening from all over. So um, without any further ado, let me talk about the topic today, my guest, because we're going to be talking to Cyril Burke, and we're talking about protecting yourself in your home from electropollution. And Cyril is coming us, to us today from his, uh, well, um, near his property on his farm. I think he's in a secluded environment in his car, so he can get some cell phone <laughs> reception. Um, from Australia, here in Queensland, Australia. And I, I just want to share a little bit about Cyril before we have him on. So Cyril Burke received his first qualifications in radio communications and radio electronics in 1983. He then went on to become an IBM-trained engineer and a licensed electrician. He has worked for both the British military and the Hong Kong government. His career has spanned both the electronics and manufacturing industry, heavy power industry, oil and gas exploration, and deep sea remote intervention. After suffering an industrial injury that had far-reaching effects on his whole body, Cyril started studying the field of pain management and spent eight years in a successful clinic combing the use of biofeedback and energy therapy. Cyril was also part of a team that developed the NES My Health device, a powerful handheld biofeedback device that is non-invasive and effective for reducing stress, 
releasing and re-educating energy flow, muscles, nerves, organs, and areas of the body, other areas of the body. Because understanding of technology and electricity has him perfectly placed to follow his specialty interest of EMF and dirty electricity, bringing the latest cutting-edge information to the public through his areas of research and through his website and um, programs like this. So it's my uh, great pleasure to welcome Cyril Burke to the show today. And Cyril, thanks for being here and uh, thanks for taking time off from uh, hay cutting on the farm. Thanks very much, Cheryl. Yeah, today we're cutting hay. So uh, we're cutting about 65 acres of hay for uh, for cattle. So uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm expecting the tractors to go by any minutes uh, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> but uh, I had to drive uh, away from the farm to get some uh, decent uh, uh, telephone re- connections because um, we specifically bought the farm somewhere where uh, where we had very poor. Uh, internet and telephones, uh, so we we had the minimum amount of electric field in the air. Um, so yeah, it was to find a healthy place to live. <laughs> well, that's not easy to do to find a healthy place with minimum exposure, but it's also a challenge in uh, you know in in the line of work that you do and with everything that we have to communicate about to be able to have that balance, isn't it, to maintain enough connection so you have access to the outside world and also stay in, uh, in a, EMF, a low EMF environment. That's exactly right. And unfortunately, particularly, uh, particularly where cities and towns are developing rapidly, the rollout of um, transmissions from everything, all the telephone networks, the overhead powers, people's requirements for internet, um, even the internet of things, uh, it's um, literally rolling out at such a pace that housing estates and offices, working areas and residential areas, the level of EMS in those areas is getting to what is extreme values already um, and yet the rollout of technology is still forcing its way ahead without really observing what's happening. And that's that's really where we work with our clients, um, whether they're designing homes or um, trying to modify uh, homes such as uh, camper vans, tiny homes, caravans, boats, as well as um, apartments and, uh, and other forms of housing. So we, we literally get involved in all those areas to try and resolve that so they have a safe place to sleep. Uh, and a little later, we'll talk about why we focus on that area particularly. Well, uh, yes, lots to talk about this. You know, as I mentioned to you previously, I, uh, I have been aware of the problem of um, EMS exposure for, for actually more than 20 years, Cyril. And I have written a lot about it. I have actually lectured about it. I've looked at different technologies, worked with different technologies. So. This is certainly an area that I appreciate we can have these conversations because not enough people really understand just um, how um, debilitating exposure is to our health, our health, the health of our animals, even the plants. But before we get there, and it's a really big conversation we're going to have today and a really important one, I, I I wanted to spend just a little time talking about your journey. And I, I love having my guests 
share a little bit about their own personal journey and uh, transformation that led them to doing the work they're doing and the service that they're doing. So you have such an interesting background in history. So, um, you, you know, would you be willing to share a little bit about your own personal journey and transformation that took you into this field that we're talking about today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, um, uh, if, if I went all the way to the beginning, it would probably take most of the day to cover it. But the real core of what happened was I, I was very, uh, very educated in EMF from the electrical installation point of view and from the communications point of view and microwave links and uh, the radio frequencies used in the military and, and telecom. So that I was, I was sort of uh, experienced in that area, but I had no real sense of uh, what it was really doing to our bodies. At that time, the education side of things really only talked about limits, and we were given limits, and we just assumed that those limits were to protect us, and, and we just you know, operated uh, observing those limits. Um, it took a long time to realize that that wasn't really what was going on. Um, but my my pathway, I was I was uh, working in the oil and gas industry, uh, and I I was in Singapore. We were moving an electric motor out of a submarine, one of these remotely operated vehicles, which I was involved with, um, responsible offshore and uh, and using these for salvage and construction of of um, platforms and and gas exploration and things like this. And um, we were moving an electric motor out of the out of the submarine, and uh, my fingers became trapped and eventually guillotined through two of my fingers uh, uh, with an extremely heavy weight of the motor. Now I was uh, I was taken to uh, the local hospital, which actually happened to be Changi Prison. Um, I was the, one of the few patients that wasn't chained to a bed that night. And um, they had fantastic surgeons, and they reattached my fingers and, um, and did a, an amazing job. But from that point onwards, my fingers uh, were numb, they were rigid, they were painful. And within, within a short period of time, my digestive tract started to fail. Um, and I, I initially didn't recognize the connection. And I went to see a gastroenterologist, and I had all the treatments and all the drugs that they offered, and it really didn't help me at all. Uh, and I was in a very painful state, and um, basically my digestive tract was, was failing rapidly. They told me, uh, the drugs we're giving you, they're supposed to bl block the bleeding and things that were happening, but they really weren't doing that much of a job. And they said, just keep taking those drugs until you get bowel cancer, and we'll monitor it, and then we'll, we'll cut the bowel out, because that, this is what's going to happen. This is our process. And I really felt like that wasn't one I was really keen on following. And yet they were trying to tell me, this is what will happen. They're telling you the drugs will do this to your gut, and then we'll cut this out. And I, um, I found it very hard to uh, accept that. So... Uh, I had to refocus my, uh, my, my interest in how does the body work. As an engineer, you always want to know how things work so you can work out how to repair it. Well, in this case, I had to move my mind from electrical engineering to the body. 
um, bit by bit, I uh, I found out about um, Chinese medicine, and I found out about acupuncture, and I found out about the energies of the body. And um, I was treated with a biofeedback device, and uh, within moments, within 30 seconds, um, my fingers were now electrically connected to my hand, not just physically sewn on. I saw the circulation rush through my fingers, and uh, my sensation came back. Within a couple of weeks, I was able to wean myself off the drugs they gave me which I had tried many times before, and it was, it was impossible. This time, everything was fine. And I looked at the situation. I went, okay, we've used an electrical signal to communicate with my body, and suddenly my body started repairing itself. In fact, I have full dexterity. I can play the clarinet, the trumpet. I have full use of my fingers. You look at my hands, you wouldn't even know two fingers had been chopped off. So the... Suddenly, I realized the electrical pathways were very valid when it came to health. We're not just a bag of chemicals. In fact, chemistry really didn't exist until they knew what electrical fields did to compounds and molecules. And that allowed you to create pH scale and other things of that nature. So, intricately, uh, electric fields are, are the core of how we function. And as an engineer, I just started following that line and, and tried to see how the body operated. Um, and eventually, I actually became a pain management specialist. Um, I opened a clinic, and um, we were treating the Australian Olympic teams, the cyclists, the rowers. We had rugby teams and, and football teams. We had uh, many different professional sports people working with us, as well as the general public. So. I suddenly went from the engineering world, and within a few years, I suddenly found myself up to my neck running a clinic, looking at the body as an electrical field. Um, now, that change, that catalyst change, that electrical field, I then became a bit of an expert in, and we ended up developing it in a way that we could use with uh, um, other, other technologies, and we basically created um, the My Health device from Nest Health, um, which is now based in uh, in Florida with Harry Massey at the helm, and those devices are quite remarkable. Now that 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 uh, experience um, allowed me to start looking at, uh, I guess, the body uh, often very very strongly as an electrical field, and I I had access scan information, which is information that comes from the technology we had in clinic, and I saw more and more people being affected by electrical fields uh, and causing a whole myriad of issues that they were virtually never the same. Each person was suffering inflammation, but then after that, it would become another condition or a disease, uh, and they'd be treated for the symptoms of that disease, but not actually dealing with the failure the body to communicate, uh, and I um, uh, I had a, a tragedy in the clinic, which really then brought my focus extremely um, tightly looking into the EMS. My business partner, a lady by the name of Rose Hayman, who was a marvelous practitioner, uh, in her early 50s, she was using the telephone an awful lot, mobile phones, and um, laptops that were just on air, on Wi-Fi, not plugged into Ethernet. 
she was using them to do tele tele um, telephone con uh, uh, consults for people, and that became her specialty. Well, within three years of doing that for six to eight hours a day, she died of a brain tumor. Now that that, with my uh, knowledge of uh, what was happening, uh, you know, in the body with electrical fields, I really started to see the link most dreadfully between the mobile phone, the laptop, the Wi-Fi, and the environment. And I ended up leaving the clinic, leaving healthcare from that point of view, and I actually went full on into investigating EMF. Um, and actually trying to find ways of protecting people in their homes. It became the, the, the direction that I really wanted to focus in. I didn't want to spend years and years helping people in clinic when, in fact, if we could get to them before they became diabolically ill, we could really uh, save an awful lot of energy and, and really, really improve people's lives rather than waiting for everybody to get so sick they were desperate for results. So. Um, I ended up creating a company which uh, is uh, we're rebranding it at the moment, and it's it's um, EMF Busters uh, in Australia. So EMF Busters Australia, basically, and and now we measure people's homes. Um, we use uh, very high caliber test equipment from Europe, um, equipment that we uh, can walk into court with. The results in these devices are um, is absolute within the court system um, they're all calibrated to what's known as uh, ISO 17025 they're made by wave control in, um, in Barcelona uh, in Spain and we represent uh, that company here in Australia so we provide that equipment to um, engineers in fact we, send, we provide that equipment to the military to the telecom companies to hospitals uh, to NASA, their departments here, so it's it's the top caliber of equipment, and we use that equipment to also do monitoring and testing in in hospitals. I've just recently done some work for um, Melbourne Royal Melbourne Hospital, where they're making modifications to the buildings, and they're they're making sure that the workers in those areas are not being overexposed to the telecom towers that are on top of the hospital. Um, and that's a typical type of work that we get involved with, as well as people's homes and designs of homes where they send us drawings and we, we literally help them not make mistakes when it comes to the wiring of the homes. So it's sort of in a number of directions. So we provide equipment for monitoring and testing and we provide design and, uh, and uh, uh, help with people's renovations so that you can create uh, what basically is Faraday cages in their bedrooms. Um, but the reason we ended up focusing on, on the bedroom is in all the work we looked at, um, the body is continuously trying to detox the reaction to the electric field. But if you're living in an electric field, you know, walking around in society, going to shopping centers, working in an office, going home, living in a house with Wi-Fi and an internet of things and everything's connected, there is nowhere in your day where you don't uh, have an electric field impacting on your tissue. So the body doesn't detox overnight. Uh, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And that has become the very obvious critical part of the day. Um, 
for those that don't realize how the body operates with the circadian rhythm, I'll, I'll just go into a little bit of detail. Wait, 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 wait. Before, whole... wait can, can, you, can you hold on before <laughs> yeah, go we do on. that? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I, want, I, I, uh, I want to go back to something you said in your, um, when you were sharing your story and you had your, the, um, that your health crisis. So you had these two yeah. fingers that were detached. They were guillotined, as you called it. Such a terrible image <laughs> in my mind to see that. And they got reattached. And then a, a period of time went by, and then you started having um, a, a chronic, a chronic debilitating uh, conditions in your gut. I mean, life-threatening from the sound of it. What? And you yes. learned that when you did the biofeedback device and you got that electrical current to be flowing again through your fingers, it restored the yes. function of your fingers. But I want you to share with everyone the connection between what happened to your fingers and what was going on in your gut. Absolutely. The two fingers that were cut off were the first two fingers after my thumb on the left hand. Um, and as far as we can work out, that interrupted the large intestine meridian. Um, and when they sewed the nerves back together, they only sew the external, the, the outside of the nerve. And the actual center section, which carries the um, the electrical field, it's not something that can be sewn. It literally is just so tiny, so fine. And that, that uh, nerve and the meridians were all severed simultaneously. The meridians are, are like a, um, they're a water chain molecule that runs through the body, and they can be disturbed and corrected um, with energy and acupuncture and uh, a number of different things, including... Um, energy therapies. So by reconnecting electrically the the nerve, the axon of the nerve it's known as, um, by stimulating it with what's known as self-controlled energoneuroadaptive regulation, which is a big long set of words for an acronym that uh, you might find easier to find, which is SKINAR. SKINAR was the word that the Russians used. So that's self-controlled energo-neuro-adaptive ad, uh, regulation. Um, that, that technology was what uh, reset the nerve and we used uh, through the limbs to refresh all the meridians and, and literally get things operating again. So I, my fingers went from white, rigid and painful uh, and in about 30 seconds they were full of blood full of circulation, full of sensation. Um, the first sensations that came back felt like I'd been hit with a hammer, to be honest, um, which wasn't too much different to the actual guillotine event. Um, it, it might sound or, you know, your visualization in your mind might, might be a bit uh, uh, difficult, but in fact, uh, it feels when that happens uh, about the same as being hit with a hammer on your hand quite hard. Um, it, it doesn't really feel much more than that. I didn't. I don't think I even swore. I just. Um, uh, I just put my uh, thumb into the palm of my hand, uh, and uh, pulled my hand into a fist to keep the uh, flow going. I needed to, because it was full of metal particles and things. So I needed the, the flow of blood to just start washing everything out. While we uh, we jumped into a vehicle and went to the local hospital. Um, so it, it it you know it doesn't 
the pain doesn't disable you to the point that you pass out, or certainly not in my case on that particular day. Um, now, when the fingers were put back together, they used titanium plates, and after about three years, they removed the plates um, because all the bones had gone back together. But at that point, my fingers were still basically useless, and um, and my digestive tract was absolutely diabolical at that point. I was eventually categorized as Crohn's disease, which they normally try and tell you is incurable, etc., um, which I proved is obviously not the case. Um, now, the, that particular biofeedback device was put on my hand. They brought the energy up, and in seconds, I started to feel things, and within minutes, I started to get a change in movement, and within about two weeks, I had total dexterity, which I had never had after the operation. So really dramatically brought the electrical fields of the body back together, and the body then repaired itself. Um, so now I had a very tangible feeling that electrical fields that I've been looking at in silicon chips and equipment uh, were functioning to some way in the body and causing function within within our own body. So it made that link for me that I felt confident to literally move away from my full-time um, engineering career and go into the medical world to try and understand this as best uh, as best I could and, and in fact you know eventually became an expert in that particular topic. Um, you know so I just want to let me just interject Cyril that First of all, you know, what you were saying was, um, I mean, it's so profound to be able to, uh, uh, I mean, it was, it, was, it was not a pleasant experience to have to go through and all the suffering you went to get to the place where it obviously changed your life. But the, the, what's profound about what you're sharing is this understanding that we are electrical beings. And uh, and we need to connect the flow, which is where Chinese medicine is so profound, right? Because they understand that we have uh, a flow throughout our body, and our body, all parts of our body, are part of this um, flow of energy and communicating. So it was so graphic for you cutting off those first few fingers, even though they were, you know, put back on, so to speak. But the energy flow, the electrical communication between those meridians, you were saying the large intestine meridian did not get that communication. So then it showed up in that area of that large communication in your gut. Um, so, so to me, the, what's so profound is understanding the power of uh, the wisdom of traditional Chinese medicine, understanding these energy flows, understanding that we are an electrical being. And that brings us to this deeper understanding as an electrical being, why exposure to this ever-growing field of electromagnetic radiation that is permeating into our world um, without truly any safety studies or, or regard for human health or life in general is of such concern and why it has become your work and why it has, you know, you know, attracted me and, and made me so passionate when I first learned about it 20 years ago. So, 
Um, we take the Wi-Fi world for granted right now. Everyone probably, you know, now has their smartphones, their Wi-Fi, everything is, you know, all these Wi-Fi devices. Uh, we are moving into a 5G world and beyond. So let us begin in helping people to understand why this this wreaks such devastation to the body, and then we'll talk about what are some of the practical ways that you have learned to support the body in being protected and to be able to function optimally in uh, this electrosmog environment that basically we now see happening everywhere, except on your farm. <laughs> okay, yeah, look, um, where to start? I guess the first first thing is what's really happening when the EMF uh, comes into the body. Well, we're, we're, um, we're designed, so to speak, to, to function on this planet um, and interact electrically with everything around us, as in we have visual senses, we can smell, we can hear, we can touch, we can feel, but we also feel... Um, on a on slightly different level, we feel the interaction of electrical fields. And let me give you an example. If you go into a room, and the room can even be empty, and you go into the room, but you sense the room, and it's really your heart. Your heart is producing a large electrical field, and it's interrogating your environment. And if something changes in that room, you'll often recognize it, and you'll almost look around searching for what has changed. Um, in the same way, you might meet somebody and you either, you either click with them immediately and you recognize the two of you are functioning in a similar way, you have similar interests and you feel safe with each other. And sometimes you meet another person and your heart tells you something different and you go, no, I'm not comfortable with this situation. I, I feel there's something not quite as it should be here. And, and, and yet, it's not related to what you see or you hear or you smell. You're picking it up in another way. Your heart is literally interrogating potentially the, the next person. And dogs, dogs, for example, um, are, are absolute experts with this. They can see and smell chemical reactions, and they also pick up um, when people maybe um, have, uh, have uh, things, uh, intentions that might not be quite... Uh, as honourable as they should be, and the dog will pick it up, you know. Um, and that's, that's, that's electrical fields interaction, interacting. Now, we, we have been muted in our, our, um, our use of those fields. We've, we've failed to perpetuate our capability when it comes to understanding and using those fields to analyse our environment, etc. But the people who are suffering from um, hypersensitivity and they're picking up those fields they're being overridden um, with electrical fields and they feel uh, discomfort they feel inflammation and unfortunately it can induce a huge number of issues in the body now the body tends to go through what's known as a calcium channel gate toxicity and that phrase was termed um, by Dr. Russell Cooper in Tasmania, and he was the doctor that supported um, Dr. Alexander McDonald, who was one of the science officers for the CSRIO. Now, the CSRIO are the people who created Wi-Fi. So he was in that 
engineering world and he became so ill he wasn't able to continue working and uh, after a legal case with his employer um, he uh, which he won and they won the case based on proving calcium channel gate toxicity was occurring at a level uh, at his workplace uh, that that uh, was impacting his health um, so it, it's, it's a reaction within the body it, it's a basically a toxification of the body now that set of tests are now precedence in law here in Australia and strangely enough within two years of that legal case proving that non-ionizing radiation was causing illness in the body Lloyd's of London who basically run the world's insurance through many different companies they came up with a set of investigations and they created what's known as exclusion 32 which means they will not insure against non-ionizing radiation damaging employees um, when they work for businesses etc and they won't insure products against non-ionizing radiation poisoning and the reactions in the public so they they got in there very fast when they realized there was a potential for litigation and they took it out of all the insurances so if somebody has an a business and they give telephones to their employees you can't just give them a phone and say here you go charge it up you know how it works have a great day no it's the same as giving somebody a chainsaw at work and saying you know you know how to operate that you'll be fine have a great day because they're both dangerous objects and if they're used uh, in a way that's not considered safe and if you look at the details of the mobile phones um, when they were licensed here in Australia for manufacture and use um, that was about 1998 and the telephone network was completely different and they said that the use of those phones nobody would use a phone for more than six minutes at a time or 30 minutes every seven days because mobile phones were so expensive to use that's what they thought now as a result they've never changed the standards and yet people use the phone 30 minutes before they get out of bed in the mornings very often um, let alone a day at work maybe working remotely um, you know on the phone talking to clients the level of exposure is colossally more than they proved to be unsafe when they licensed the phones um, let alone the use of Wi-Fi and radiating the house 100% all the time now yeah, look, that's the, uh, I could go on and on, but have you got any questions about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, lots to be said. Um, of, you know, the uh, where do I want to go with this? Because there's so much to be, you know, there's so much that we need to talk about. And, um, uh, you know, as you're talking about the uh, protection for employees, because it is known, it is it is it's acknowledged now that. Um, exposure to EMS, exposure to this electromagnetic 
frequency, the microwave radiation coming out of the phone is absolutely damaging to the cells. It gives us a, a communication and a frequency that actually alters biochemistry, it alters the DNA, it alters the electromagnetic field of the body. You know, so here's, here's what I just wanted to kind of make a statement of the absurdity of a company uh, trying to protect their employees and then you have a place like a hospital, Cyril, a hospital room that is filled with EMS equipment of someone, you know, an ICU or wherever. Um, so a hospital becomes a, a, such a toxic, poisonous place for healing because of this vast amount of EMS that a person is exposed to in their hospital room and operating theater and everywhere else. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. Just before we get into more details of the harm, but I just had to mention that because I've seen that with family members who are critically ill and I just, you know, you know, it's so sad, really. Look, it's got to an extreme level. I mean, the level of Wi-Fi and um, RF in hospitals is very high. And uh, recently I, I was told that the uh, some of the hospitals have now developed an app where you download it on your phone and then they encourage you to sleep with your phone on your chest so that uh, the app gives you like a button on your phone. So your own personal phone is now being used as a, as a way of, uh, calling the staff so that you just leave it on your chest over your heart and then uh, and then you tap the phone and it then uh, contacts the the ward nurse and they come find you well the whole principle of that is completely ignoring the interactions of the phone with the sleeping cycle let alone all the Wi-Fi and it, it's probably worth me explaining what happens okay now Melatonin is supposed to be released from your body overnight. It makes the brain shrink, creating a, a vacuum that pulls the lymphatic system up into the cranial cavity and washes the brain overnight. Now, that process is vital for your long-term health, and yet our elderly are dying of uh, chronic brain diseases of every type because they have slept every night of their life within an electric field and I'm I'm not just talking about the mobile phone um, the mobile phone is one frequency but you have uh, electrical fields in the walls of your home and the hospital and where you work where you have either a 50 or 60 hertz uh, signal so in America most of the time it's 110 60 hertz here in Australia we operate with 220 volts at 50 hertz but they're both doing the same thing that signal is operating an electrical signal that radiates from the walls it goes um, in a home we can measure it up to about four meters from the from the headboard so effectively um, the walls have a, um, a power outlet either side of the headboard in a bedroom and people might have a bedside lamp plugged in etc and your head on the pillow might be maybe less than a foot from the from the actual cable in the wall and you're being radiated all night by the electric field now with 
with 50 hertz and 60 hertz supplies being uh, managed by smart meters now, um, people often don't realize that that's putting modulation signal into the electrical walls to then monitor usage of equipment um, such as fridges and washing machines and everything of that nature. Uh, and they say it's so that they can help manage the power usage, um, but there's an awful lot of a rabbit hole there as well um, if you look down that situation. But the signals that come out of the meters uh, can be read uh, we read them with an oscilloscope on the walls of the house. We literally can see it. Now, those signals, both the carrier uh, of the field plus the smart meter, inhibit the release of mel melatonin. Now, you might ask, how? How does it stop the melatonin release? Remembering melatonin is a major antioxidant to the body. It's what you need if you want to recover from illness. So how does that electrical field interact? Well, your eyes see light, and your body sees light, and light is an electrical field, and so is the 50, 60 hertz supply in the wall, as well as the telecom. They're all electrical fields, except your body sees all of them, even if you don't recognize it with your eye, it picks it up through the, the body field itself and it inhibits the release of the melatonin, which is intended to be released when you are in the dark. So when you go to your bedroom and turn the light off, the walls are still alive. So the body says the light is still on, so you don't release the melatonin the way you should do. You don't get the REM sleep you should get. You don't get the depth of recovery and rest you are going into fatigue continuously all your life until the body cannot stand it any longer. Um, so it, once you realize that, that the body is seeing the electrical fields and it inhibits that uh, release of melatonin, you won't detox overnight and day after day you're toxifying. Now, now you go, okay, how do I stop that? And this is why we've become a real focus in the bedroom because we can't change where the shopping centers are yet. We can't change the workplaces yet, but everybody can change their bedroom. So we measure the room, we work out the surface area of the room, and then we paint it with shielding paint, which is a high carbon paint. Um, we earth that, and then we uh, cover it with a normal undercoat and top coat, and we put in the windows, which are obviously a big, big opening to EMF, we put a combination of shielding foils that look like window tints that have um, um, basically materials in it that, that attenuate the RF down to fractions of a percent. And we also often offer uh, curtains that, uh, that have shielding material in. Uh, that again uh, is a second layer to reduce or attenuate that electric field. So eventually your bedroom when you shut the curtains and turn the lights off, we don't read any electrical fields, we have no Wi-Fi, we have no cable uh, energy, we have no telecom energy, no Wi-Fi and satellite uh, connections. So now the body says, I'm finally in the dark. 
and now it can rest. Now it can release the melatonin. Now it can actually detox properly. Um, and that that's really well, a summary of what really goes on. That's that's so interesting because um, uh, you know we're, we don't often give credence and the proper prioritizing of what those um, uh, electromagnetic fields, the radiation fields, the radio frequency fields are doing. And as you were saying, sleeping is the most important time because the body is detoxing, rejuvenating, regenerating. And we have a huge problem of insomnia, not to mention all the other chronic illnesses that keep being exacerbated because they, the body never can heal due to these fields, and nighttime and sleep is so critical. I mean, you know, there was a time when we didn't have electric lights, we had candles, we had um, uh, healthier um, natural materials closer to the earth. But, you know, as you're talking and as we're understanding just how dangerous these fields are that we've created and have immersed ourselves in, when people go to sleep, um, they often are charging their phones next to their bed. They have their smart TV on in their bedroom. Um, they may be wearing their smart watch because they're told that the smart watch will monitor their uh, sleeping patterns and <laughs> let them know if they're in what cycle of sleep they're in. Um, you know, and uh, I mean, the list goes on and on of what is happening in our bedroom as well as the dirty electricity of how all those fields, all, all those EMS fields and those devices can actually jump onto the wiring, right, it's, uh, of, a, of electrical wiring in the room, which just is exact, exacerbating this, this destructive, harmful field to the body. Is that right, Cyril? Do I have that right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a, it's an absolute mess. Um, and, and, and thank you for mentioning the dirty power. That that's something that we work with with the Stetsa riser filters from Wyoming. David Stetsa, um, the uh, the engineer who came up with the filters, we we work with him and provide those to clients as well. They're um, they're they're not always the best solution and, I, and, uh, and you have to measure with a meter to understand what values are going on. Um, ten years ago they worked fantastically but now with the level of dirty power in houses you have to monitor them and go okay what are the values and can I get those values low enough um, uh, and, and it's become a bit of an issue in probably 25% of houses particularly with solar systems where they produce such appalling electricity. Um, and so many uh, solar inverters say they are pure sine wave. And it's an absolute lie. When we put an oscilloscope on there and put an ubiquitous filter in that removes the predominant signal, we can see the dirty power that attacks the body. So it's something that we specialize in helping people resolve that. But remembering, um, the solar typically shuts down at night, which is a benefit, um, uh, but if you shielded your bedroom or your office, then those electrical fields aren't coming out of the wall, 
and uh, there is a number of ways of using shielded cable on on uh, on extensions and things to to reduce that uh, signal as well. So Cyril, you know, uh, I mean, you're you're here doing this great work in Australia, um, but you know, you, you you can't help everyone everywhere in the world. <laughs> Um, what are some practical suggestions you offer people to begin to lower this um, exposure, you know, to start re taking the layers away so the body okay. can well, uh, have a better chance to recover? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, when we're out of the bedroom, when we're away from our safe zone within our Faraday cage, and, and sometimes if you're in a rental, that can be a canopy, for example, and there are canopies out there that work extremely well as well. But when we're away from the home, what do we tend to do? We tend to take our phone with us, and we're holding that phone almost 100% of the time. It's either in our hand or in our pocket, etc. Now, if you look at the data on the phone, uh, it'll actually tell you not to carry it, not to place it within a certain distance of the body, and not to place it next to the head. That's actually in the legal documents of the phone, because they have to put that in, because it, that was the arrangement with the approval of the phones for manufacture. Now, people ignore that, and that's, that's the first point of madness. So your mobile phone is probably the first thing, because you're carrying that around you. Even if you're not in a strong telephone network, you're carrying a transmitter, which is continuously trying to talk to a network and give your position away and navigate for you. And, and when you hold the phone, you're transmitting that signal into your hand, through your hand. And if you looked up um, Sue Jock Moxa, which is the Korean hand and foot um, reflexology, you'll see your entire world is in your hand. All your organs are right there, and you're radiating them with the phone. So the first thing, the first cheap, easy, free thing to do is change the message on your phone. Hi, this is me. I check my phone 10 times a day. Please leave a message. I look forward to speaking to you. Now, what does that do for you? Now you can turn the phone off or put it onto airplane. As long as you put it on airplane with the apps turned off, um, that should shut down most of the radiation as well. It doesn't shut everything down, but it does shut the bulk of things down. It also gives you more time in your day. So if you check your phone once an hour um, during your working day and put a little timer on it, it only takes a few seconds to bring the phone back up and have it operating, you get those messages, you deal with those messages, you answer the call, and then you shut it down again. Now you're not carrying around a continuous radiating device. That's the first thing I tend to suggest to people. Change your message so that people know you'll get back to them, but you're not at their beck and call on the phone all the time. That's, that's such an easy thing to do. Now, when you are using the phone, we did some tests, and the, these numbers won't mean much to many people, but when, when we put a phone next to the receiver that we have that measures the values, it was about 12 microwatts per meter squared. So that's what goes into your head. Now, you don't really know what that means until I tell you that if you moved it arm's length away, you just held it um, maybe three feet away, put it on the, on the desk, 
of that distance, it tends to drop to 0 0.007 microwatts per meter squared. It is a tiny value in comparison to the one you had when you had it in your hand or next to your head. So again, that's free and easy, so cheap to do. Speak to it on a speakerphone and put it a meter from your body. That really makes a difference. Then, uh, obviously, sometimes using a headset is preferable. Now, if you're using a headset, see if you can find a good quality air tube headset. An air tube headset means that there's no wire going all the way to your ear, right? Because the transformer or coils that occur in the speaker are maybe six or eight inches away downstream, down an air tube, uh, and it's being driven by the phone uh, at a distance, um, you know, across the table, so to speak, on a cable. So you're not radiating the ear, the eardrum, and effectively your brain with a magnetic field that's occurring. And actually, I should mention that even in the house, in your home, it is worth understanding that the magnetic fields uh, from, from uh, junction boxes, the breakers, uh, air conditioners, um, the solar inverters, you really don't want to have those on the bedroom wall, even on the other side of the wall. Magnetics are very disruptive to the body, body and you'll see disease much faster with the magnetics than you do with the electric field. You'll get headaches, you'll get distress very quickly with magnetic fields in your, in your bedroom. Um, we use cobalt laminate that we import from Germany and that is the most superb product for shielding against magnetics. It's only been available a, a few years. We import that for Australia and provide it to uh, engineers and, and other people. So when you hear people say you, you can't shield against magnetics, that situation has completely changed. You can, um, but good design really is, is the best way to go forward. So if somebody's building a new house, we have them send, them send us the drawings. We literally work through that to find the issues and then help them redesign where the cables or equipment is going uh, and do it on a consultation basis. We, we actually did an eco-home in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, um, and the whole house, uh, the, they designed the structure of the house with all the aspects looking across the desert. And we then worked with them uh, over the internet to resolve any electrical issues and help specify the shielding equipment they used. Uh, and there, now there's a beautiful show home uh, uh, in that area with with uh, completely shielded away from the telecom network. So uh, that's that's something that um, um, you know we're happy to help people with uh, in that way. So, so Sarah, we only have a couple of minutes left. I want people to be able to know about your website because you have a lot of information and products there, and that's healthexpressworld.com. HealthExpressWorld.com. Dot com is Cyril's website, I believe, right? That's your best website. Yeah, we've, well, we've got two. We've got two domains feeding the same website because Health Express World was was a was a name we had when I was a pain management specialist, um, and okay. and at that time that fitted okay. But uh, you can put that in, no problem. HealthExpressWorld.com, and the other. Uh, 
domain that feeds straight back to that website where uh, where we have all our uh, information is emfbusters.com.au. Um, so that one uh, is a bit like Ghostbusters. So we bust the EMF. Uh, so emfbusters.com.au. Um, and we've got free phone numbers in Australia, etc., for people locally. Well, um, you know, this has been such an interesting conversation. You know, we could be talking about this for hours, as uh, I'm sure you are well aware and have done. But it's it's the beginning to make people aware that um, there this that this this issue of EMS, I think, is one of the fundamental uh, toxins and interference fields that is damaging the body and impairing us on so many levels. So it's something that people need to be aware of and they need to pay attention to and do their research. And they have your website, emsbusters.com.au or healthexpressworld.com. You have a lot of resources there. People can contact me. I have strategies and techniques and technologies that I've been using for many years. We ha the bottom line, right, Cyril, is we must be protected. We must find effective, proven technologies that can protect you from these fields and also learn how to uh, mitigate the use of your own technology to stay safe and thrive in, yeah. the, in the years, decades ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'd really uh, caution people against harmonizers. Um, there's a number of companies around the world selling devices which they claim you just plug in and that will protect you from the EMF in your environment. In every single case, right, in absolutely 100% of the cases, we've tested devices from all around the world and they do not protect the body electrically. So you still generate um, the negative effects and it damages the cells despite what they claim they do not work um, and if they did work they would have to pass the calcium channel gate toxicity test and they don't pass the test so shielding okay. is the only real way or turning the power off in those cases Okay, well, uh, we have to go because we're going to turn the power off on us, Cyril. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for the wonderful work you're doing. Uh, Cyril Burke, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, everyone, learn how to protect yourself and your home from electropollution. And again, Cyril's website is healthexpressworld.com or go to emsbusters.com.au. Thank you all for listening. Uh, join me again next week. And until then, always honor the wisdom of your feminine self. Bye for now. <laughs>